Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Perspectives, the show where we have a conversation about our differences only to discover how much more we have in common. I'm Condes Presley, and my guest on the program today is Dr. Kim McNair. She is a hidden jewel in the state. We call her a hidden Georgia peach. Dr. McNair is a passionate female entrepreneur and inspiring leader who has done remarkable work connecting women to valuable business resources, helping them to grow professionally and to expand their personal brands. Kim tells us that she comes from the era when many dark-skinned African-Americans were being stereotyped. When she met Wesley Snipes while working, he noticed that she was the only person who looked like him around them. So he invited her to the set of the movie Passenger 57. This paved the way for Dr. McNair to work with him on several other projects. Her other high-profile clients include the late Bernie Mac and Shaquille O'Neal. She currently organizes various events for Shaq's family and philanthropy organizations. She's also gearing up for her 10th annual Women on the Move Summit. Dr. McNair, welcome to Perspectives. Thank you for having me. We're happy to have you here, but I do want to know a little bit more about this backstory. Who was this little dark-skinned girl who grew up to be this beautiful woman I'm looking at right now? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I started modeling at the age of 14. And, um, you know, it was a little challenging for the dark-skinned girls um, versus the lighter girls. Um, but it didn't stop me. You know, my grandmother was like, look, you are beautiful. You're going to do this. She didn't take, we don't take no well. We're going to keep pushing. That's kind of where I got a lot of my confidence from and was able to do that. I did mostly runway and things of that nature. But the story you were talking about with Wesley, basically, we were in Orlando. He was uh, getting ready to come to film Passenger 57. He had a, a gathering that I went to and he just says, wow, you're just a beautiful black woman. I was like, OK, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And so, you know, I'm being I'm networking, giving my card, you know, and I go on about my business and then I get this call from this number and it's like can you meet can you meet for lunch and we were able to get together at Olive Garden Jeff, in Orlando and just share you know stories of us being dark skin in school and just being you know the challenges that we had but he, he had a vision of some things he wanted to do in Orlando and he wanted to know more about making their productions you know what do you do how are you doing this that so when it came time for Passionate 57 it's time to get filming he realized there wasn't a lot of people that looked our complexion that was on set and he asked me he says Kim I know you do fashion shows and I know you know models can you get some some of them together to be a part of the film and I said sure I can and I was able to do that and he was able to pick four of them out of, out of my group to be a part of Passenger 57 as well so it was a great experience a great time and um, we had a lot of fun. Tell us about that transition from your work as a runway model into being a successful female entrepreneur. Well, the transition came when I when I retired. I said, well, you know, I'm going to 
go ahead and call it a day. And uh, what I did was I went on and moved to Orlando where my mother was. So I kind of did the divorce thing. And um, I moved to Orlando and I got there and I didn't see a lot that I was used to. You know, you come up from New York, New Jersey, you look bright lights, big city, this going on. I'm like, you know, I love Mickey Mouse. I love Donald Duck. <laughs> but where is the, you know, where's, where's everything? Where's the things I was used to? So what I did was I had to kind of create it, Candace. I had to kind of create what I was used to. So I did what I knew, which was fashion. So I took $500 put down on a, a, a hall, went out and networked and worked at the city, getting to know people, going to the, I went to the club, I went to the school, I went to the to church, I went to everywhere everybody was to gather a group of men and women together to say, hey, I want to do this fashion show. Would you like to be a part of it? It's going to be a community show. You can invite all your family, friends, but I'm going to teach you professional walk. I'm going to get your clothes, all that. So that was my transition into entrepreneurship. It was like just boots on the ground, a gift. You know, I feel like it's a gift from God because God gave me that that gift of being able to create, right? And everything I did up to that point was service, Candace. It was service. I mean, I was servicing as I was walking the runway, right? I was servicing. At, so again, pulling this together is just being a servant leader to the community. So it grew. We did the shows annually. They became celebrity shows. Kenya Moore was in one of my fashion shows way back when she was a queen. You know, she was <laughs> she was a Tyson Beckford had come out. I mean, I had did shows for many years. And in doing that, when people saw that I was able to get a lot of people to come out and get together, it's like, dang, this girl got that. She got the marketing skills. She got it down pat. She know how to promote and get the people out. Then other people say, well, can you do this for me? Uh, I'm doing this. Can you help me with that? And I was like, well, oh. And that's where my event planning company, KMP, it kind of evolved from that. And it was just, it just kind of rolled together. And it was great. I mean, it was peaks and valley moments. You know, you're going to have those times when you, woo. But you learn through it. And I had some great mentors to help me and show me the game, show me the way. Of course, I had to go to school, perfect my craft, but still, I had people that were already in it that was able to really show me how to do radio buys, how you really market and pull it together, how you promote in this particular market to where I was able to do that for others to where, hey, you're going to hire me to do your event. Well, I can market and promote your event too. That would set me apart from the others. <laughs> so it was great. Tell us about some of your mentors and role models. Who are some of the bright minds who have been most influential to you? Well, uh, I mean, when I first started at Marvin Webster, I'm not sure if you know who he is. He was a great promoter out of L.A. He did a lot of the black plays that travel. Marvin Webster used to do all his cars had uh, produced by Jesus Christ on the bottom. So Marvin Webster took, took me under his wing and showed me a lot. Uh, Walter Latham, who was the producer of Kings of Comedy. Uh, and he did, he, uh, he's out of North Carolina. He, he was another person that says, Hey, I got these shows coming through central Florida. I need you. I heard. And, and he, this is what you got to do. I mean, to the point where they sent someone in the city to kind of get, show me the ropes on what I needed to do. That was great mentorship, not trying to talk to you, you know, cause people don't, they think somebody trying to get, it was none of that. They saw a young lady that was eager to learn that really wanted to do this. And 
they just poured into me and it's something I can't, I mean, it's, I couldn't, you can buy it. Um, so those mentors, you know, for me, as far as in that, that space, uh, D Simmons, um, well, D Simmons Ellison, she was the first black to do uh, TV commercials. She was my first agent. She believed in me. She had the top black agency in New York, Ophelia DeBoer, who also had Richard Roundtree, Cicely Tyson. They were all members of, they were all, you know, a part of Ophelia DeBoer, Grace DeMarco Milan agency. She saw in me something that nobody else saw and took a chance and signed me. And that was great. So that was a great mentor and just kept me, just keep going, baby. Just keep going. Let that train just keep going. Don't stop. Uh, my grandmother, my mother. Uh, and um, now I look at Miss O'Neill. You know, I've worked with uh, Dr. Lucille O'Neill on so many things and just enough of her to believe in me and what I was doing to say, hey, we want you. You hand, I mean, I've been doing the, the Odessa Chambers Quality of Life Fund event for, for 11 years. You know, I did the Shaq's Mama said, knock y'all golf tournament, those things. So she's been a great mentor and helping me navigate in some other spaces. So that's just a few. Well, right now, uh, Lisa Smith, but I don't think you would know her. She's a VP with Georgia Power. And she's definitely been my, she's currently my mentor right now. <laughs> when did you know that not only were you going to be a successful entrepreneur, but that you had gifts that could be shared to help make more successful entrepreneurs of women who look like you? When I saw the, when I started to transition once again, so, you know, I said, I started with fashion shows and I started doing events. And when I started doing events, I was doing events. I was doing the club events. I was doing, oh gosh, I was doing all types of events. But when I transitioned to doing, to being focused more in the area where I, I really enjoyed them, which was corporate. So when I start doing corporate events and working with corporate foundations and, you know, um, very large foundations and putting together their annual fundraisers and things that they needed to do, I, I could see some disparities in there. I saw other entrepreneurs, other women that were trying to do things and they just didn't have, they, there were certain things they were missing and they just needed somebody to say, you know, let me come here. Let me just tell you, this is something you can do. And that's probably because of what they did for me. So I was just really just doing what I knew. Someone said, Hey, little black, come over here. Let me show you this. So I feel like, Hey, you know, says, come on over here. Let me, let me show you how you should do this. Let me not let you make the mistakes I made. Okay, and you can do this with all your clothes on. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta sell yourself out. You don't have I didn't do it. And when it came to modeling, I didn't do that. I had one issue when I was doing a pantyhose uh, ad. It was and you couldn't wear underwear. And so when I went for the photo shoot, the, the photographer made me so uncomfortable. And I told my I said, Don't ever, I will never. They tell you when you go, they're gonna tell you it's a, it's just topless, it's a bit so you make the choice. And once you let them know, then you're not going for that stuff. You know, but some people now, you know, things have changed and people feel like you got to show more to get more. Hold on. You got to have some integrity with what you're doing. And um, so I try to help the young ladies and say, well, maybe you might, you know, here's some things, here's some resources. Okay, so you're doing your business. I know you got your square and you got your, your, all, your other, I said, but you know what? You need a bank. You want a relationship because you might want to get a loan or you may want to, you know, you need to get some business credit. 
And you're not going to get that through, through going that way. You're going to need to have this and, you know, try to let them know that. Or if they're trying to, to maybe market or get exposure a certain way, you know, don't just throw everything in with the bathroom. Take take your time. There's steps along, you know, that you can take. Test this out because it's, it's not always it's a it's a trial and error, especially when you're starting. So, you know, and some receive, some don't. But what I try to do is say, hey, you know, what is, look at what they're doing and just try to give them an opportunity to have a platform. That's what my upcoming summit is all about. You and know, was that the nexus for your Women on the Move Summit that you started now 10 years ago? Yes, yes, 10 years. Wow, a decade, right? <laughs> and it's all about collaborating, connecting, and creating excellence i say for women on the move but it's you know creating relationships a lot of people say well how do you it's all in relationships it is it's it's building that people want to go out and say oh well, could you help me do this could you give me this and they're like wait a minute i don't even know i don't even know if you even build a relationship up why don't you put something together and invite that person to come see the quality of your work or see what you're doing or maybe share with them some things and, and and allow them to kind of be inclusive. You know what I'm saying? You People just jump out. No. And you have to build that relationship. You want people to talk about you when you're not even in the room. You want your name to come up in circles, good circles now, when you're not there. You need those sponsors, those type of sponsors, because they can open the door. What are some of the most common misconceptions that you hear from the women that you're coaching in your Women on the Move Summit sessions? Oh, a lot of them feel like they're, um, you know, people talk a good game, but then when it's time to act, oh, they, they're not really, they, they, they saying that right now, but they're not going, you know, they, you're not going to get there. But you, you sometimes you have to be a little persistent. Is your follow-up right? Maybe the time might not be right there. Go ahead and some write a note, send something in. They get a ton of emails. Oh, I, I did. They ain't gonna answer my email. They're not. No, don't. If you're already doubting yourself, you're already knocking it out the box. Instead of saying, "Oh, I got this," you gotta have more confidence. You gotta have faith. A lot of people start off with a whole lot of doubt, saying, "Well, somebody's not gonna do it, or this is not gonna happen." You, it, you're already speaking into existence. You so I, I, I talk about faith. I talk about obedience is success. Are you obedient? Are you following the steps that you need to? Are you doing it with integrity? Because everything you needed will be added to you, but it's going to take time. You want it, you want that instant gratification. It's not going to be that way. It's going to take time. And it's again, you might have to re-strategize. You may have to rebrand and shift what you're doing. Maybe what you're doing in your delivery is not being acceptable so maybe you should shift it but don't say what well, somebody's not going to do or so-and-so said then that wasn't for you you go at it this way but if you keep getting the same roadblock you might want to take a beat and say well let me evaluate myself let me look at what what messaging what i'm doing maybe i need to do it this way and then things may change tell us again about the summit when is it happening where is it happening oh, is there still room for people to get in the room who do you want absolutely. to see in the room <laughs> oh look solopreneurs entrepreneurs small business owners people that are in in, in the corporate america that are looking to move up mm -hmm. that ladder and need some they just need some tips some tools maybe another way of going about it um you know i try to tell women 
you know, if you're in this space, what are you doing for the next ones that's coming? Are you are you laying out a blueprint? Are you leaving a step-by-step a -step for the next young lady that looks like you to be able to sit in this seat? You know, but it's diversity. I had, you know, everyone's invited. Um, and men are coming too. It is September the 21st. It'll be at the Porsche Experience Center right here in Atlanta. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm trying to push my last 20 seats. But yes, it's uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. It's a 10-year celebration. So I'm going to celebrate as well as, you know, give them the information they need. So they're going to, like I said, it's, you know, we're going to go ahead and get the business at hand done, get them all the things they need to put in that bag because they're coming to fill their bag up, right, with all that information, all that knowledge, all those tools that they can use, right? And then we'll do a little celebrating. They get some people will get to do the uh, demo uh, Porsche experience ride, which is going to be amazing. And then I have a special uh, surprise guest that I'm doing a fireside chat with uh, that I just confirmed today. I don't know. I guess I got to put it out there eventually, though, don't I? It's your conference. You tell me. <laughs> well, I just confirmed that Terry J. Vaughn is going to sit down and do a fireside chat with me. Uh, at the summit, and we that are we, we're friends. So yeah, so it's probably and with the you know with, with what's going on in Hollywood, I'm glad that she was home and available. But I think she'll be able to really share the business side because we know she's a director, she's a producer, right? She's an actress, she's a mother, she's a wife. So work life balance. How do you manage those things? And that all applies to everybody. It's a business. She still is running a business. You might see it on the screen, but there's a business aspect to that. So I think that people will be really some of the, you know, they'll be interested in hearing kind of that type of stuff. Yeah, we know the act and we got that, but what's happening over here that people don't even think, oh, okay. Then you know that when they rap and it says rap is done and another check coming. Now, how are you going to manage that money you just made and take care of your family? So it's a lot that comes with that. It sounds as if that you're suggesting that oftentimes entrepreneurs, especially new entrepreneurs, small business owners, <laughs> women of color may not know that or have that expectation that it's not going to be that consistent deposit once a month or every two weeks. So there are many things that we need to learn. Mm -hmm. Time management, how to manage your money, all those things. And, you know, and then you want to have multiple streams. But again, make sure that it, you know, everything flows the way that it should. I'm multifaceted. Yes, I do corporate events, but I also have a nonprofit organization. I have a, a leadership program for high school girls that I do. So, you know, there's, there's you know, so you got, there's different things intertwined. But you, again, it's how you time manage that lay it out and make sure that it makes sense. But again, when you look at the brand overall, you're going to see a consistency, you know, and when it comes to excellence, when it consistency, when it comes to professionalism and all that. So you don't want to be here and go way down here. They'd be like, Ooh, what, what, what are we dealing with? <laughs> this is Perspectives. I'm Condis Presley. And my guest is Dr. Kim McNair. She's staging her Women on the Move Summit September 21st at the Portia Experience Center here in Atlanta. And what she does is help entrepreneurs, small business owners, grow their brands, learn what, what you need to know that nobody's going to tell you, and then build on that and have great success. 
Doc McNair, tell me, as a successful Black female entrepreneur, what unique op opportunities do you see for empowering other Black women to thrive in the business world? Oh, there are many opportunities. Um, you know, the beauty business, the beauty brands are just continuing to evolve. There's so many multifaceted things with us, within us, because every everybody's trying to look like us and be us. You know that, right? Okay, so there's a lot of opportunities out there. I'm hoping that now that we're getting a little more educated when it comes to investing and how we, you know, do our money. But again, finding that niche, you got to find a niche. If I can say anything to any entrepreneur, hone down on your niche. Now, there are other people that do what I do. There's other people that do what you do, right? But again, you have a niche. You got to you gotta own it. You got to trust it. You got to believe in it and you grow it. You can do it. I tell them you can do it, but you have to believe within yourself. Don't be a doubter. Don't be a Debbie Downer. Don't do that. Continue to say positive things, to continue to be positive. And even when things happen and come across, because we're going to, storms are going to come. So when things happen and come your way, you just say, okay, let me deal with this the best way I know how, but I'm going to still keep going. I had a young lady call me today from New Jersey who wants to do this festival. I said, okay. I said, all right, so have you written everything out? I said, you might want to get you a small committee. Now, don't tell everybody your dreams. You get you a small committee of people that you can trust. I said, you can do this. It can happen. You need to find out what it costs to do it. What do you need to permit? You know, I told her all the basic things. I said, and I know it's going to take money. So don't try to do it right now. Don't try. Take your time and build it out because it's, it's going to happen because you have it. And get your, you know, go. Matter of fact, wherever you want to go, walk the ground. Yeah, people say they go to a house and they walk around and say, this is my house. Well, you go to the space that you and you walk around and say, this is it. Look at it. See it. You can see it. When you can see it with your eyes closed, it's yours, baby. It's just a matter of you getting out there and making it happen. In what ways do you believe mentorship and networking play a role in fostering a supportive ecosystem for Black women looking to start and grow their own businesses? It's, it's, it's definitely important. Um, networking is definitely important, but you got to have network with a plan. You know, I used to say, I'm not going to another happy hour. I got enough chicken. I can cook my own chicken. I, I'm going to something with some networking event where it's going to be somebody there that I can connect with. So you want to look at what it is. You want to look at who's there and say, okay, I want to make sure I connect with this person, connect with that person. And, you know, a lot of times now that people aren't doing cars, they got the QR codes, they're doing that. Make sure you have all that in place. But yes, you need to network and you got to come together and encourage your other sisters and, and doing what you need to do when you're going out and doing things. Um, sometimes you got to go at it alone. You know, I, I say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go over to the, the National Black Conference. I didn't know it was here, but I said, let me go on downtown and see what's going on. Let me, you know, sometimes you just got to kind of see for yourself um, and get the information you need. But there are definitely opportunities. You definitely want to get out there and network and doors will open. There's, there's opportunities. There's, it's just that they're looking. There's so many people that are looking for us that you, you hear it all the time how we're, 
the number one consumer of all of these different things. People want to get in our heads. They want to know what we know. And how do you do that? But again, you need to perfect your craft. Make sure you're ready. Don't just jump out. Get your stuff together. Do your research and be ready for that. You know, work on that elevated pitch or make find your little 60 second, whatever it is that you want to do. Study it. Know your mission and believe it. And I'm telling you, when you talk to somebody, you're like, dang, you're passionate about that. Yes, I am. The website to visit in order to sign up and participate in this summit on September 21st is BW. E-P-I-N-C dot O-R-G. Kim McNair, appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind. If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, I hope you'd let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condas Presley on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condas? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at the same time as we explore new perspectives. <laughs>